Uh, we have been talking the last few weeks about Christ our Savior, Christ our Sanctifier, and this morning I want to talk to you about Christ our Healer. I, I believe that, that Christ still heals today. I'm going to say that again. I believe Christ heals today. When you, look at, when you look at Christ's ministry while he was on earth, much of his time was dedicated to healing people. He healed the blind. He healed the paralyzed. He healed the lame. He healed the deaf. He healed lepers. He healed people who had fevers. He healed people with chronic illnesses. There was nothing, there was no disease or there was no infirmity that man has that Christ could not heal. If you really think about that, that's miraculous, isn't it? That there's nothing that Christ could not do. There is no record in the Gospels that somebody came to Christ and he turned them away and said, no, I can't heal that. In fact, the scripture says the opposite, that everybody that came to Christ, he touched, he ministered to, and he healed. I believe in healing. And I believe, if you look at, if you look at Matthew 9, 35, well, I guess I need to turn this on first. You know, one of these days, I'm not going to be so technologically challenged. I'll have somebody else's run it for me. That'd be great. Either that, by that time, I'll be retired. I don't know. Uh, Matthew 9, 35, the scripture says, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. Every disease and sickness. Can you imagine? Sometimes there's been times in my life that I've been on a panel and, and people pose questions to you, and, and you always want the questions that you know you have a good answer for. And every once in a while, somebody will pose a question to you, and it's like, oh, I forgot that answer. You know, and you're just, you're just kind of there. But Jesus was never there. There was never somebody that walked up to him with a disease or an illness or a sickness that he could not cure. See, Jesus was not, didn't just have healing. Jesus is healing. I mean, you have to consider the fact that Jesus himself even raised the dead. It's been said that when he stood before Lazarus' tomb and he said, Lazarus, come forth. The reason why he had to say Lazarus come forth because he had the power over death. If he would have just said come forth, I think every, every, every body in that tomb would have come out. That would have been fun. So healing is, is one of those things in, in our life that, that we don't see as much of, but I really want to. Healing did not end with Jesus' ministry. Jesus said in Mark, he said, And these signs will accompany those who believe. And in my name they will drive out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison it will not hurt them. They will place their hands on the sick people and they will get well. Now, I, I'm going to tell you right off the top of, uh, that we are not going to go and invest in snakes. If you want to um, have fun at your privacy of your own home, uh, 
but snakes, and I'm not going to drink deadly poison. That's not what the scripture is saying. There are those that have taken this, this passage of scripture out of context, and you know, and if you go, if you Google it and you do YouTube, there is some really amazing stuff out there. But but people take that stuff and they take it, they take it this like this is real and this is what you're supposed to be doing. And and that's not what the scripture is referring to. It's simply as as Paul, when he was shipwrecked and he was gathering firewood, and the viper came out and bit him, and everybody looked at him and says, You're gonna die, you're gonna die, you're gonna die. But then nothing happened to him. And then they looked at him and says, you're a God, you're a God, you're a God. And he said, no, I'm not. The Lord is God. There are, what he is referring to here is that, that the Christian walk, if the Lord doesn't want something to hurt you, it's not going to hurt you. That the Lord is protecting you, he's keeping you. But he does say in Mark 16 that, that the church will have the authority to pray for those and the Lord will raise them up. In John 14, 12, Jesus says this. He says, I tell you the truth. And I love how Jesus always says, now, verily, verily, or very true, very true, and, or I'll tell you the truth. He's always telling the truth, but what he is really doing is emphasizing something. And he says, listen, I really want you to get this. When he says, I tell you the truth, what he's really saying is, hey, you got to listen to this. you got to hear it. you got to hear what I'm saying to you. I tell you the truth, anyone, anyone, is there anyone out here? How many anyones do we have? We have a few. Yeah. Anyone is someone. So anyone who has faith in me, you got to look at that, faith in me will do what I have been doing. Well, what has Jesus been doing? He's been healing the sick. He has been raising the dead. He has been opening blind eyes. He has caused lepers to be healed. He's doing amazing things. And he says, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. That is amazing. And here's, here's the, the part that we has, have to grasp. We don't believe that we can see these things. I'm just going to be honest with you. I think there's a lot of Christians that don't believe that we can see these things or that, or that you can do these things. And to be honest, you're correct. You cannot do these things. It doesn't say that you will do it. He says that he's going to do it. It's those that have faith in him. But there is an amazing thing, and we're going to get to it in just a moment, that it's Christ that does the work, and it's our faith in him. It's, it's a partnership but there is nothing that, that can't be done. The whole point is there's nothing that cannot be accomplished in the church today. Here's what James says. He says, if anyone, is anyone sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. But look at the last part. The Lord will raise him up. It's not the person raising him up. It's the Lord who is raising him up. It's always been the Lord that has healing. He is the balm of Gilead. He is the one that restores the soul. He is the one that, that can not only give us eternity and immortality, but he is the one that can heal this body. 
We cannot do it. But it's, it's not our faith in commanding God, but it's our faith in Him that He is able. Does that make sense? You guys are a little too quiet for me today. <laughs> so, it says the Lord will raise them. Here's what I want to do um, before we go any farther. I want you to think about something that you would like to see the Lord do. A healing, whether it's a physical, spiritual, emotional healing. Whatever, maybe it's in your life, maybe it's in the life of someone in your family. I want you to think about that for a moment. What would you like the Lord to do? We've already said that there's nothing that he can't do. So what would you like to see the Lord do? Because in just a little while, I'm going to give you an opportunity to act on that. So think about it. What is it that in your life that you would like to see the Lord do? Scripture says that, that Christ healed. He still heals today. Miraculous healings still occur today. We just saw on video a, a witness of a, of a young girl in, in college that the Lord healed her of cerebral palsy. The Lord still heals today. So the question is, what is the purpose then? What, what purpose is there for healing? The young lady on the on the video, she said something really important, and I, I hope you caught it. She said she always wanted to be healed, but she always wanted it for herself. And when she got to the place that she just wanted it to bring glory to God. See, the reason why Christ healed was to bring glory to God. The reason why Christ ministered to people was, was to bring glory and honor to his Father. There's a lot of reasons Jesus healed to prove that he could forgive sin. Scripture tells us that, that he proved that he could, if he could heal, he could forgive sin. But that brings glory and honor to the Father. He also healed to prove that he was God. Because it's only God that can forgive sin and only God that can heal. And so he healed to prove who he was. He also healed because of his great compassion. And this is one that I think is really important. I think it's important for you and I. That, that any time that we see a, a, a healing or a blessing within the church, that, that, it, that it should be to bring glory and honor to God. But if you look at the times that Jesus healed, almost without exception, the scripture says, and Jesus moved with compassion, healed. And Jesus moved with compassion, raised the dead. And Jesus moved with compassion, open the blind eyes. I think this is a key component in understanding healing is that we need to be moved with compassion. If we want to see Christ heal, we need to have the same heart that Christ has. Christ didn't do it to show off. Christ didn't do it because he just felt like, oh, I'll do this and everybody will look at it and say, man, this is amazing. Why do we want to see Christ healed? It's a challenge. Why do we want to see it? Well, if, if we saw somebody that is paralyzed get up and walk, man, a lot of people would come to the church. But is that for the right reason? Jesus healed because he saw those in need and it broke his heart. When we, when we see others that are 
sick. Last week, was it last week, week before? Week before. Uh, we had that, that, that flu that went through the family, and man, it was just horrid. It was bad. I, that in between the first time you get sick and the second time you get sick, which is about an hour, you start praying, God, take me now. Just take me now. Because it's just hard. But I knew that, that my granddaughters had been sick. And while I had it, the only thing I could think of was, oh, those poor little girls. This is what they were going through. When Jesus was walking the earth, Scripture says he was touched with, with all infirmities. He understood. He got it in him. And, and he was moved with compassion. I think part of the being the church, the, the body of Christ, is, is getting beyond all, all of the programs and all of the facade that we have and all the ministries that we want to accomplish. And there's nothing wrong with any of those, but the bedrock foundation of what we really want to see, the bedrock foundation of, of people coming to faith, the bedrock foundation of people being healed, people being discipled, people following Christ, the bedrock foundation should be that we are moved with compassion because they need Jesus. Our heart has to be in it. Jesus healed because he saw the need and he said, I'm going to make a difference. I will tell you, when we as, as God's people, and I'm, oh, let's back up, when me as a child of God, when I get to that place that I see the hurting and the suffering and the, and the needs of people around me and I realize that on my own I'm incapable of accomplishing the, the, what they need in their life, when I understand that it's only going to come through Christ, that compassion should drive me to my knees in prayer. To do something, anything for Him. I believe that compassion, and I don't know why I'm staying on this, it's only one line in the notes, but, but I just feel like I need to stick here for a while, because it's hurting me, so I want you to hurt too. <laughs> compassion is the driving force. It's the motivation. Have you ever, you ever been in the mall or, or just at Disney or someplace and just watch people go by and do you ever start counting them how, how, how many what percentage of, of people in Florida are Christians what do you think six percent ten percent let's be generous and say ten I have 10 people. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 10 people right there. Would you stand? You've got to catch this. Florida is one of the most churched areas in America. And if that percentage is correct, if we were Florida, they would go to heaven 
And none of us would. Does that break your heart? Thank you. You may be seated. What does that do to you? See, and that's the same thing with healing. Whether it's spiritual healing or emotional healing or physical healing, it's there to be tapped into. But I'm just sharing my heart that I really, I want a heart that breaks, that moves with compassion, that's coupled with faith in Him, that when I see this need, I realize I can't meet it, but I know who can. And I have all confidence in Him. When we get to that place, amazing things are going to happen. So, healing, He healed because of his great compassion. He also healed because he knew that salvation was now. It's not just when we get there. It's right now. He, he can heal right now. And you say, well, well, why don't we see as much as, as, as we would like to see, uh, or even like in the first century? And, and, there, and there's a variety of different ways. I think, I think, for one, they were all full of the Holy Spirit. They were, I mean, it was live, it was real, it was fresh, it was new. It was just like powerful in their life, and, and they were living it. They were living on the edge, and, and they didn't have the things in their life that kind of hindered them and blocked their vision and it obscured the the focus of of where they were and who they were and who Christ is and 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 I believe that that there is a move within the alliance and there is a move within churches across the United States and across the world to have soul care to get back to living fully in the Holy Spirit in our lives to shed those things that, that we have encumbered ourselves with and allow the spirit of the living God to have free reign in our life. I think that brings to us to, to full obedience in Him. And, and I think, but the really, I think really the thing was that they fully expected Him to, to do what they asked. They had full confidence in him. And, and now granted, a lot of those in the first century, they, they, they knew Christ. They, they walked with him. They talked to him. They had dinner with him. And they, they saw it firsthand what Christ did. And so, so when, they were, when they were moving and they were in relationship with Christ, and it was just fresh and real and honest. And here we are 2,000 years later, and we can still have a fresh and real and honest relationship with him. And I believe that they're connected to seeing what God wants to do means that we see as he sees. And there's only one way to do that. There's really only one way that you and I can ever get to that place where we see as Christ sees and our heart beats in cadence with his, and that is simply by divesting ourselves of all the things we feel that are important and walking in relationship with Him. Because the closer we are to Him, the more we hear His voice, the more we feel His compassion, the more we feel His understanding. It's walking with Him. So, uh, I will say that, that healing, where does healing come from? Healing is from Jesus. The power comes from Jesus. That in Mark 5, 34, it said, Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. But it wasn't just the faith. It, it was 
faith in him, not faith within. It wasn't for us from something that was in. I know that there is a, there's a lot of uh, teaching in our world today and that about the new age and about, you know, healing is from within and you can just get your, what is it, your chakra just right and your, you know, you can be feng shui and, you know, do a hula hoop, move to Sedona, Arizona, hug the rocks, go to California and hug trees. Uh, there's no healing within us. Healing does not come from within us. It comes from Him. The only healing that you have in, in you is His Spirit in you. It's Him. You say, well, why don't, why don't we he see he everybody healed that we pray for? That is a very good question. In the story that we, that we read in John, or in, in Acts chapter 3, where Peter and John were going to the temple, and they were going about 3 in the afternoon, it was time of prayer, they're going in, and, the, and they call it the gate beautiful because there was a lot of, uh, a lot of metal and, and, the, and, the, and the stone that the temple was built out of. At 3 o'clock, the sun would come down, it would shine on it, and it would glisten like pure gold. It was absolutely stunning to behold. But the scripture says that man was laid daily there. He was, he was lame from his mother's womb. He laid there daily asking alms. Peter and John went by there every day. Do you know who else went through that gate? Jesus went through that gate. A lot of people went through that gate. So the question is, why that day, why that time? I do know this, at that day and at that time, it brought glory and honor to God. You say, well, I, I've been prayed for, or I've had other people that, that we've prayed for and it hasn't happened. Well, maybe it just wasn't your time, but maybe today is. Do you believe that God heals? Do you believe he still heals? Do you believe that he can heal today? What is that need that you have? I'm going to ask our praise team to come back. I'm going to ask our elders to please come. And I want them. And Reverend Hughes, would you come with them as well? And I just want you guys to kind of stand up here. In the story of, of Peter and John going to the temple... Scripture says that the man was just asking alms, and he saw Peter and John, but if you look at the word saw, it really just means, eh, he caught a glimpse of them, and he was there, you know, he caught a glimpse of them, so he said, hey, help me out, help me out, help me out. But Scripture says that Peter and John looked at him. Something that day stopped him, and he said, look at us. In other words, don't glance at us, stare at us. And they were making that eye contact. I mean, they were connected. And the scripture says that the, the man looked at them expecting something. I do believe that the, that, that spirit of expectancy that when you come and you're asking the Lord to, to bless and you're asking the Lord to heal, I believe that there is a... a a spirit of expectancy that we need to have within us that, that we know that he is able and we know that he can do this. He looked to expect to receive something.
But if you notice, he, he said, we don't have anything to give you. The only thing we have is Jesus. And they said, in the name of Jesus or in the authority of Jesus, rise up and walk. And the man received strength that day. Do you know what the difference is between Peter and John and us? It's 2,000 years. The same applies to the church today. 